Not sure if many of you know, but we do have a virtual tier within the Design Coven, virtual pro member tier, which includes three virtual meetings a month where we set intentions. We do group coaching. So bring all your questions. We answer those questions and you get to learn from other people going through the same struggles as you. We also do a business practice meeting. So we'll have somebody on to share a business practice that we can all benefit from. And then we also do a product training. So getting a sustainable, eco-friendly line to come on and share who they are so that we can be supported with other like-minded businesses. And if you're not quite ready for pro, you can always join our free community where you will connect with other like-minded holistic interior designers. You don't have to be an interior designer if you are kind of just dabbling or you're aspiring or you're looking into this field. We invite everybody from all journeys and you don't, again, have to be a designer. You don't have to have a degree. We're just a beautiful community of like-minded people looking to create healing spaces, not just for ourselves, but for our clients and future clients. Come join us at designkevin.com forward slash join. We are at episode 114. This is a guest episode. We have two guests on today, which I'm super excited about. We have um, designer Jenny McDonald and general contractor Mike Lemire of Houses with History, which is on HDTV. Super exciting. Episode two is out. We speak about the energy of homes. We talk today about the calling in of homes, connecting with your occupants, and also tips and tricks on uh, being open to having a show, to being featured in this space, and what you can do to open yourself up to opportunities like Jen and Mike have, which is super exciting and fun. I hope you enjoy this episode. It was so wonderful to talk to them just about, um, like I said, the energy of home is so important and how they've been able to really communicate with these homes that have rich history. I'm so jealous. They get to work with homes that are hundreds of years old in San Diego. I feel like we just don't have that history here. I think the oldest home I've probably worked on is like a hundred years old or maybe early 1900s. Um, so this is really fascinating and very, very cool. So enjoy. Let me know what you think. And um, yeah, tell me. You're listening to the Holistic Interior Design Business Podcast. This is a podcast that guides you as a new or inspiring independent interior designer navigating your entrepreneurial path. Here with my over 20 years experience, I will share my holistic approach to design with intention and ancient practices, including feng shui, all incorporating mind, body, and spirit into my design projects. You will also learn from seasoned interior designers as they give strategies and insight of how they built their businesses and continue to work in the field. Together, we will discover supportive trade partners, new ideas, creatives, and inspiring artists from around the world. I'm your host, Rachel Lorraine Crawford. Hello, welcome back to the Holistic Interior Design Business Podcast. And today we have a special guest. We have Jen um, McDonald and Mike Lemieux from Houses with History on HDTV, which is so, so fun. This is our first duo that has a show and I'm sure that all the designers listening are um, going to get so much wisdom from both of you so welcome to the show 
Thank you for having us. Thank you so much for having us and inviting us. We're excited to be on your podcast. Of course. Um, I am going to start by setting our space. I like to just um, light a candle, set intention of connection and creativity, communication, Um, just by being present and lighting a candle just to kind of set our state. I've got that going. And I'm also going to pull us a crystal card. So um, a friend of mine, Carrie Schnuck, is actually a commercial interior designer, and she created um, this beautiful deck of crystal cards just to kind of connect with intuition and the energy of crystals without actually having to have them here in our our space. So I always just like to kind of tune in and see what we've got. So today, Damborite. Spirituality, channeling, angelic. And this is connected to the divine and filled with light. So it's just a very high, beautiful vibration. It's connected to the crown chakra. I like to use Damborite as a crystal to kind of just tune in to our frequency and just duck energies anywhere that need to, to kind of be released or um, connect with. It's a very beautiful healing stuff. Very cool. Yay. Yeah. Um, I love to ask everyone that comes on what is home because home is so different for everybody and you're on in a different space than here in California. So, um, you know, what's home for you guys? I know you guys, you connect with so many and you have so much history out, out East where in California, I feel like our history is like nothing compared to what you guys got, but what's home for you? Yeah. So you want to start? You can start. I'm home for us. Uh, well, it's, it's our very quiet town in Plimpton, Massachusetts. Uh, we love uh, little old New England towns. And uh, we are proud to be part of this community. Really, home is the entire community. We love um, this small town and all our local farmers and neighbors and everyone kind of takes care of each other um it's quite uh awesome amazing community we moved here eight or nine years ago now um and michael used to live in the city uh and that has a whole different energy to it uh which we also love just being able to come out of our house and walk through you know the city and and the energy there. Now we have a little bit uh, more quiet energy here and we absolutely love it. We love our local artisans and makers and we just got done doing um, a uh, vintage and uh, artisan fair uh, with music. So we're we're just coming down off of that from the weekend. (laughs) So we're really, you know, we're really excited about that and the energy of that too. But um, we um, really just, love loved our, our local community and our our home our you know this this home that we have here we restored a few years ago it's near and dear to our hearts and we we love all the character of, of this house and coziness of it the small rooms and the fireplaces and um, being able to look out into uh, one of the oldest cranberry bogs in the country so yeah that's important to me. How about you? Yeah, no, I think that's real well. I mean, it's, you know, when you think about New England, a lot of people say these quaint, historic New England towns. Yeah. And um, 
um, when you think about the history, you know, this property like this house we're sitting in, it is 320 years old. And as far as the parcel and the home goes, and there's so much to that. And I think to me, you know, and Jen, it has always been finding that place where you feel like you belong. You know, that place where you can kind of let your hair down, you know, take your hat off, kick back, be accepted, feel easy about who you are and what you want to be and feel like this is the spot that you're supposed to be. Um, You know, we all have this dream, I think, as Americans of being free, right? And and really that kind of comes from within. Mm -hmm. But if you can find a place outside that mimics what you feel inside, then you really feel that connection. That's yeah. what we found here. Oh, I love it. So community and places where you belong. That, that's really beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. Um, I would love to know how you both got into this world of design. I feel like there's so many paths. There's a million paths to get us into design. I'd love to know what was your journey. Well, it, it, it's kind of interesting. I mean, it's, it's definitely a roundabout journey. But when oh, it comes yeah. to design itself um you know i'm really good at coming up with wacky crazy ideas and putting a structure together Mm. and jen is the one that's really the most talented at making that structure someplace where you feel livable and comfortable and like you want to be there um you know i i try to like define the space and she makes it pretty i've always said it's she's kind of like a mother hen sometimes if you Anybody that's ever had chickens or watched them nest and they kind of go around and they get everything set, that's kind of like her. And by the time she's done with her little world one, you're like. <laughs> I think um, for me, it's like because Michael's so inquisitive about everything, yeah. it's like he looks at everything in a different way and she kind of sheds new light on things. And it's like, hmm, I wonder how you could incorporate that into a design. Um, and then we do bounce ideas off of each other for for design but it really that's how it kind of started is you know we were designing homes for ourselves for ourselves for rental properties or on our own home or um or uh we were reselling i don't want to call it a flip because it takes so long to restore our house it's not really a flip but we resell some of the homes and so we bounce ideas off each other right off the bat when we're walking through a house how would this flow a little better we try to listen to what people ask for you know and and, and consider also the when we're dealing with very historic houses the historic nature of the house and what can we preserve and not destroy and disrupt right. but make the house very functional so we bounce ideas off of each other and we've learned a ton as along the way and their journey really started when we started investing in properties, um, you know, over over well over a decade now, um, kind of just as we first yeah. started dating, we bought a, a two family and said, "Hey, let's let's try this. Let's try our hand at investing in property." And like <laughs> like scrounged up every penny oh to, to buy this two family and work on it ourselves and try trying to figure out, you know. How would we um, design this for our tenants? And we kept the house for a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it just kind of spiraled from there and it, it built into this like, oh, we could do this. And um, 
let's try to flip a house. Let's try, you know, let's try to restore this house and sell it. And so as we got more and more and more of those under our belt, um, we learned a lot along the way. I mean, totally in the beginning, like we put, <laughs> we, we made a lot of mistakes. Like, yeah. you know, just even like putting windows in weird spots in the kitchen and then having to move them as we're putting cabinets what? in and like just weird like things that we, I never do now, but we learned a ton uh, along the way. And that's really, it just started by like our passion and love for real estate. And uh, we just kept going with it, I think. And yeah, uh, definitely learned. Yeah, no, so well, I mean, like that's just doing the, the yeah. process and yeah, how long ago and keeping your body. Yeah. How long ago was it when you uh, did your first restoration? So the first one that we really did, it was, Together. it was kind of funny. We, um, you know, Jen and I were both working corporate jobs and we okay. had both said, you know, we would like to, you know, like people will say, we want to kind of own our lives more. And so like she said, we were investing in real estate and such. And it was kind of funny because she was working at home. And she had this little screen porch in the back of her house and she's listening because she said, hey, I think the neighbor just said they are going to put their house on the market or they're going to well, sell their the first house. house yes. the, well, <laughs> no, that was the first one that we actually like restored one down. And sold. Well, no, we, we sold it. it. Didn't sell it. No, we didn't. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, and so we were going, okay, like, uh, let's see if we can work something out. We worked yeah. something out. It was funny. The real estate agent at the time didn't even want to go into the house. So then Jen was like, well, forget that. She became a real estate agent, so we could eliminate that thing. But it was, we went into this house and ended up thinking, well, you know, this is going to be probably pretty straightforward. And we right. actually had to tear the whole thing down to the studs just about yeah. and start from square one. Yeah. And it was really kind of this thing where that was really like, the first one after the two family that we did. Yeah, we did it too. And, and this is the one that we did more creatively and said, yeah, let's see. Cathedral ceiling. Yeah, let, let's let put some design elements into this. Let's see what we can do. Let's And, and then we started coming up with our own, you know, aesthetic, but system of how to make the spaces more functional but right. also make them beautiful so that the buyer would come in or the new family would come into these houses and feel like this is exactly the way it's supposed to be. I feel completely comfortable. I'm not questioning your choices. And yes, I want this house. I can't live without it. And that was more so kind of like we were saying in the beginning, us yeah. just finding what was in us and putting it out there in the world and seeing who we would connect with and doing it. Yeah, and at the same time, we were also, I mean, we like to do a lot of different things, but we were um, also buying and selling antiques and we were repurposing things and upcycling things. And this is about 12 years ago. And so the two kind of melded together. For sure. um, I think. Um, So, you know, come 12 years later, we're, you know, we have a mercantile that we sell antiques at and we incorporate all our antiques every design and so it's all like a symbiotic relationship and we definitely have a certain aesthetic yeah and we we do do new houses and we will design spaces for for newer builds as well but we um, definitely have a more uh older old world kind of feel and look to the aesthetic of 
most of our designs. Um, I do try to listen to my clients and do whatever they want and give them suggestions, but I always do try to, you know, blend in a few pieces that might have a story to it that makes sense to the house that they, you know, older, older yeah. world kind of thing. So, and do you feel like these houses and like, and with the, the, um, vintage pieces that you have do you feel like they kind of communicate or they like pull each other in or you can totally like when you're working in a house you're like oh I know exactly what needs to come in here and it's kind of like they are like almost oh, like yeah. together yes no yeah. that's, that's a great question it's, and it, like I think Jen had said earlier part of it all starts with what does the house want to be right if you listen yeah. to the house the house tells you what to do and then the pieces kind of come to you right yeah. The things that we collect over the years, but then or it's something that's already in the house. You're defining yeah. that space, right? Yeah. And you're saying, "Oh, this piece was made for that space," or like Jen said, you're salvaging something, or repurposing, yeah. or maybe moving around, or or highlighting something that's already in the house, yeah. or yeah. a theme of the house. Like this was the blacksmith's house, right? Uh, yeah. um, and then if you think about the textures, the time, everything, you know, the woods, the metals, the stone textures and features, yeah. so much of that that um, you can put back in or you can highlight if it still exists in the yeah. house. And then you're not creating trash and waste and you're finding a way to get people excited about something that's always been there. Yeah. Just by kind of clearing away all the clutter and the layers and just really kind of accentuating what it is oh absolutely yeah and it sometimes it's even just um like if we're, i'm looking at the hay fields across the way here and it's something that's in the area too like yeah. there was a dairy farm here incorporated a lot of farm pieces the property so yeah i think that that really inspires the design of the house and tells the story yeah i mean i think that's so cool just, like, that you're able to bring this life back into the space that was already there and then to collaborate with the house itself, connecting with it and, and seeing what wants to be seen and or what's been forgotten and being able to bring that story back to life. Super, super rad. I love it. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, the other thing that I really like about using a process like that is yeah. a lot of times we'll find in our travels, we might find just some weird, aesthetically pleasing piece. Yeah. <laughs> and you might say, what is that? Like a lot of times Jen will be like, what the hell are you going to do with that of garbage? Or, or no, like that. I don't no, no, that. but but like every <laughs> once in a while, like, well, I'll, I'll come home with something that is just like I'll weird. Think we'll it's no, cool. usually I go with it and I'm excited about it. So she'll say it's cool, I but, but I, I don't know what I you're going to do with it. I think most people would probably say that. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it takes a while sometimes, but once we're... And then, then you kind of have a challenge in front of you because you're saying, okay, I think this, the material fits the space. I think the color texture might fit the space. Yeah. And then a lot of times what we'll do, and, and this kind of goes both ways, generals have something similar. She'll go like, well, I'm going to do this and I can't picture it. And I'm like, right. Huh? And then or I'm like, well, I'm going to do this. And she's like, no, I don't see that. And it's like, well, just trust me. Yeah. And, and you kind of go through the process and then you install, you let that force inspiration so you can find a creative way to put it in and make it feel like it's always supposed to be there right right but i think that, that yeah that that really formulates the, the design and then you go from there to do the you know the 
the standard things like drawing it all out, making right. sure it makes sense and you know, <laughs> make sure it's functional and you have, you know, like in the kitchen, you have storage and, you know, functionality too, yeah. but those are the less exciting things, but yeah. I do try to really be thoughtful and all of that. So, yeah. And I feel like, you know, as designers, you guys, I can tell that you're tapped into just following your intuition or following that feeling or knowing that something is going to be, was going to come to you at the right moment or that when you come close to something and you know it's awkward or weird, it's like, no, 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 no. Like there's a plan for it. And to be able to trust that is huge. I mean, so many people self-doubt or just like, maybe I'm going crazy or, you know, no one else can visualize this. Maybe it's, you know, something weird, but, but being able to tap into that is such a skill and a talent that you both have acquired and have honed in, in in both of your ways. And then to be able to trust each other on top of that as a partner is also very unique and, and cool. And I think that's something to be celebrated. So yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's definitely a fun <laughs> well, it, It's interesting. I mean, if you take it right from uh, the beginning on most of these homes, when we get yeah. the opportunity to, if it's a home that we purchase as an oh, example, yeah. um, there's a whole process and people are always saying, well, how do you approach it? And I, and I always say, we approach it very practically, right? You yeah. you start the whole process by eliminating all emotional connection as much as you can, looking at the numbers, make, looking at the structure, seeing if you can make this project work. Right. The better you do that practical calculation or approach up front, the yeah. more creative and emotional you can get with it because you say, okay, it's a home, right? A home needs a foundation, it needs walls, it needs a roof, it needs lighting, it needs plumbing, right? It needs all the basics to define that space that people right. recognize as a home. And if we can make all that make sense, then we can say, all right, now how do we make this thing or look outstanding? How do we get really creative on the inside? And everything is an additional layer and you just start adding those layers in and it's kind of like, it reminds me when Jen stages out a lot of times, you start off with kind of that blank canvas and you right. add all these layers in and then you slowly peel them away and then you move them around and then the flow kind of reveals itself. Yeah. And so you get right to that point where you're like, this is it. Yeah. I love how the practicality comes in first. Um, so you've got a good foundation, right? I know so many, like we have a lot of um, new and younger designers that are part of the membership and the group. And, you know, I think the initial thing is they just want to make things pretty or that's the first thing, but yeah. it's like, break this down. <laughs> Let's make yep. sure it works. <laughs> and then exactly. we, yeah. Well, especially when you're dealing with clients too, then that's a whole nother thing. Look, we, we design for ourselves and we design for clients and then yeah. they don't even know what they want oh. or, or they're very specific and exactly what they want. And they are not sure about anything, any new ideas that are, that might come in absolutely it's it, yeah you have to be a little yeah practical about it and give them like the big picture of what you're going to do you know what do you think you know so it's definitely and, a process and for you like what is your ideal client are you just like restoring these homes based on like what you're feeling and and your aesthetic or are you also working with clients that have their own sort of thing going on Oh yeah, no, we're dealing with clients that have their own thing going okay. on along with the house. And in some cases, it's so funny 
Yeah, it's so funny. The house, they pick the house and it totally matches them. Yes. And they know they, they have all these cool ideas. And, um, you know, I really enjoy working with those clients that are, you know, they they just flow with the house and it's so much fun. They're open to new creative things and they'll, they'll go, you know, like we have one client that came to us uh, to Brimfield and she loved all these different antiques and she was open to just about anything. It was really fun to design for her. And then we have other clients actually love a challenge. Yeah. So there's other clients where they're not sure what they want or they just bought something because of the location. And, you know, it's, it's fun to bring them to different um, houses um, and show them different aesthetics. And they might they might not even know what they you typically don't know what they want at yeah. all. And so most people are very visual. It's fun to show them different places and go, what do you think about that? Like, do you like, you know, yeah. uh, wood countertops? Um, you know, would you be open to something like this with a live edge to it? Or do you want, you know, the, you know different materials and have them be really hands-on and it's fun to get them thinking about, oh, yeah, I like that. I didn't right. think I liked that, but I do. So it's like fun to have that challenge too. But um, And then there's others that are, you know, extremely like, this is exactly what I want. And they know exactly what they want. And those are fun too. Um, but when they know exactly what they want, sometimes there's like no creativity there, right? right? So again, another challenge, like, okay, what if we try this or this? You know? Well, you're basically <laughs> playing, you know, psychologists and psychiatrists yeah. a lot of times, and you're yeah. trying to crack the code of what people are saying. Yeah. It's yeah. very much like the house, even though a house is an inanimate object, yeah. it does talk to you, right? And it tells you kind of what you can and can't do to it. Yep. or what's happened to it over the years. And yeah. same thing you have to figure out about people because they may be yeah. saying one thing and you go to do that and they say, why did you do this? That's not at all what I want. <laughs> or you have to realize that you can kind of control what their perspective is going to be if you show them the steps to get through the process. And you may then get them to a completely new world or a new space yeah. that they didn't even realize, but you can't necessarily let them see it part way through yes. because all they'll do is pick up on all the flaws or they'll see all the things oh, they object yeah. to. Yeah. And then you have to get them back, you know, kind of in line with you and say, well, just trust me when you see this when it's finished, when you it's will finished, be over the moon. Love it. Yeah. 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 Sometimes when it's like part way finished, we have, you know, and it, it's tough stuff your renovation process um i feel the same way when you know when my own house is being worked on it it's tough it's stressful you can't use you know your kitchen or your bathroom so there's already stress there too so you have to absolutely like mike said you do have to be like a psychologist and keep people calm and this this will all work out yeah. fine and um and then people are very visual too so like showing them halfway through sometimes is um, be scary is dangerous because sure. it's like oh why does it look like that well no, it's not gonna look like this when we're done right. don't worry yeah <laughs> like you have to read your client and know like what how much can they handle how much can they actually yes. see <laughs> exactly. right. right yeah it's like it's like bring them to a tile shop like 
There are only certain clients that I would ever bring to a tile shop to pick out a tile because there's a million tiles there and they just get overwhelmed. So usually it's like, okay, I know I have an idea of what you want or what you like. So I'm going to give you four samples. Yes. And that's it. You know, because I don't want you to get overwhelmed. (laughs) So. So there's definitely an art to that too. <laughs> yeah, and I think- or, or you make a suggestion of repurposing something that they have or say an old yeah. or vintage item and all they're seeing is, you know, a dusty cabinet or this old age wood or this rusty object. Yeah. And you're saying it's not gonna look like this when it's installed. We have right. a whole, and, they're, and all they can see is exactly what's right in front of them. They just have to kind of coach them through the process. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know they could be very literal. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. And then also the important thing too is like setting those expectations up front of, you know, I'm going to bring you three samples or basically telling yeah. you, hey, shop. <laughs> this is how the process works. Oh, yes. Right. So then they don't come up with these ideas yeah. in their head of how it's supposed to happen because everyone's so different. It doesn't matter. Yep. It's like, you know, all of us designers, we've got a million different ways of operating, but but being skilled and knowing how to read that client and know how much they can handle, how much they can take, and then how much you also want to give energetically to like taking them to a tile showroom and knowing that that's just going to be a disaster. Exactly. Um, <laughs> well, and then, and that's even a process that we've evolved and kind of taken more and more control of over the years. I mean, yes. we are the general contractor as well. Um, we do design and drawings all in house. And this is something that Jen and the team have been great with doing because not only now is the client looking at a you know, scaled architectural drawing, but they're also looking at mood boards and samples and 3D rendering. So yes, it's very there visual. should be a pretty clear expectation. And we really work hard to define that. Again, that's going back to the practical side, right? To make sure that we're leading somebody down the path and giving them all those breadcrumbs and all the opportunity to feel like I know exactly what this is going to look like. Right. Yeah. And it's hard too, because sometimes there are clients that even if you show them in 3D rendering, they still don't get it. (laughs) Until you're like in the space, you're like, oh, I didn't know there was a wall here. And it's like, oh my gosh, like (laughs) how long have we been doing this? But it's okay. It was on the drawing. You signed off on it. <laughs> it's always it's always funny to see like what they pick up on or what kind of just goes. Past. I know. <laughs> I agree. I love how you guys have really honed in your your skill set, your aesthetic. Um, you know what you're doing. How did the whole um, HDTV show? Like, how did that process happen? Like, did somebody just come across you? Like, what was the process in that? Yeah, I mean, Jen and I were were started doing this just as part of our business when we both had the skill set and but more or less the passion for the old homes yeah and as we continue to develop our style our technique um you know jen's better much better at posting on social media than i am and some producers had started to reach out and we both said it was kind of like this you know energy where it feels like everybody simultaneously finally started looking at old homes again. Wow. It's, yeah. You know, it's similar to back in the in kind of the 40s, 50s, and 60s when somebody like Royal Barry Wills was coming out and doing all of these almost design on a dime, yeah. Uh, you know, homes, but to repurposing and stuff. It's like another wave of it coming around, and uh, in the context of those people starting to reach out to us. Um, Jonathan Knight from Farmhouse Fixer and New Kids on the Block was casting for his own show 
Oh and he God. came down here and walked through a couple of our houses. Right. And, and none of us even knew who he was at first. So funny. Um, and, and then he was like, well, I'm not really supposed to tell you. And he's <laughs> like, well, I used to be in this band. And and I'm like. We had no idea. I'm like, we were like, wait a minute. John, you got. I don't know. know. <laughs> I used to be a general contractor. Like, he was really dressed. <laughs> he has perfect hair. Perfect hair. All perfect. Um, but uh, and then he said he he's like, geez, you guys should have your own show, and he kind of helped make an introduction. How cool! Um, you know, to the production company he was working with. Yeah. And then we kind of you know kept talking with some of the other ones, and we decided to go with High Noon, who John works with, and uh, came up with a, a concept, hit the ground right. running, and uh, we're two seasons in. Yeah, we had no idea how it was going to turn out. Um, we didn't know that, you know, we we're, we love the history of every house yeah. and researching that. We had no idea that, um, you know, how they were going to edit it and really right. incorporate the history piece to it. So we, we really loved that, um, that aspect of it. So, um, but I really think that it started with one of the houses that we were working on that we really went all out on we, you know we did do some amazing if i do say so myself some amazing pieces in the house like the um black walnut countertops in this house um mics found in the woods that were you know 200 year old trees that were felled by a neighbor and we incorporated them into the house and we made this incredible dining room table and all the, the cabinetry and um it was it was featured in a magazine mm -hmm. and that really spiraled things for us. We just went all out on this house and just, you know, we were going to do it phases. It's a house that we still own and we didn't, we just kept going with it and like just put our hearts and souls into the house. So I really, I think, oh, a lot to the house. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. giving credit to the house. The house sparked everything because that spiraled into, you know, the globe reaching out to us and our South Shore Living magazine. And then we had um, actually an anchor come by for a news article and the house is just so different yeah. and not the norm that um, that we just kept getting that and we were posting and putting it out there. And so I think we were just putting it out there into the universe or whatever. And we were, um, really uh we we wanted this we wanted to highlight antique houses we wanted to show people you know what you could do in a space i mean the space was a it was let sat empty for a long time we tried to buy it once before and then it went to auction and it was <laughs> going to be demolished and you know we did say we were gonna like just do this in phases on our own and, and we we did we did it on our own and we started to build up our own staff at that point with that house and i just i really think it's, it was the house so wow <laughs> and it's the, it's we call it the black walnut house it has black walnut inside and it has the oldest black walnut tree in the front yard wow. so it was very appropriate to put that inside the house and so i think the house is cool <laughs> the house is amazing, and yeah. it's got even a closer tie for Jen because we found out several <laughs> years afterwards. So, what we did was we said we'd rent it because we had to pay the mortgage. Yeah, yeah. We'd rent it. We'd start doing events. We did house concerts. We hosted yeah. um, 
uh, an event for the local historic society. And anyway, it got revealed that this was the carriage house for the Captain Hayward estate. And he and his family came from Bridgewater. And Jen said, well, my family came from Bridgewater. Oh. I mean, maybe they would have known each other. And then we do some digging. And she's like, wait a minute. That's my uncle or whatever, like 10 generations. Yeah, it's like my great great grandmother's brother or whatever from 10 generations ago. So it's a very strange and surreal Crazy. connection. But I think there always is something to that when you, I don't know if you've ever felt that, like when you walk into a house, it oh, just yeah. feels like home or it feels very warm and inviting. Um, I see clients do that as a real estate agent too. Like they just, they pick a house because it feels like it's their yeah. house. Yeah, there's you know, definitely so. a connection there and a calling of both the the house and the homeowner. And I think it goes back to what you were saying, Mike, when home feels like you belong there. So it's like you come in and yes. you just like, this is where, this is me. Yep. This, this is 100%. Yeah. <laughs> so amazing. I absolutely love it. And do you feel like you put out into the world like that this show was something that you were wanting, maybe even before, you know, all of this started happening, that that was an intention that you put out there, that you were open to receiving um, something to this caliber coming into your your world? Absolutely. Well, it was kind of, it was kind of funny. I always say, um, you know, jokingly but completely serious yeah. right we were when we first started doing this i remember you know jen had said to me one night she was kind of upset one night she's like well you know i i started a family when i was a lot younger and i always just wanted to have a little horse farm and some land and, and that's really just my dream right? yeah and and I, and, 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 I, and I looked at her and i was like well hell like, i always wanted to be an a-list actor like your dream's <laughs> easy let's go do that and, uh, but then there's always been kind of that acting and performance bug uh, from my perspective. Yeah. So we tried to say, you know, and we've both always been super entrepreneurial. So it's like, how can we combine everything? Mm-hmm. And, and it was really that question of we got the horse farm first. And then, you know, we're both passionate about the environment and about saving old structures and such. So we were, you know, trying to preserve the land the best we could. And then we found another old house next to us almost before we had finished moving in. Yeah. We and we managed to figure that out. And, and so that, and, and then there was another one. <laughs> and like the opportunities, just like, like you just said, just yeah. started presenting themselves. Yeah. And it's not that the opportunity gets handed to you in life, right? Correct. It's Correct. The no. opportunity <laughs> might, right. It, it might present itself mm-hmm. and it just depends whether or not you're open and ready. Yeah. And, and if you're ready enough to say, all right, this is in front of me. I have absolutely no idea how I'm going to do this. Yeah. I know I can do it. I know I can figure it out. Let's go for it. And you just, and, and the more of that you do, the more opportunities start to present themselves. And, yeah. and this was yeah. one of those like opportunities. That. That's just, just go for it. That's yeah. pretty much like, and I'm not a huge risk taker, but with just like, yeah, these opportunities just started presenting themselves and we, had to go after it you know absolutely just this feeling of like we've got to do this and try it so yeah the, the house that we're sitting in right now huh? was something it was almost like a calling like a connection like jen's connection to the black walnut home 
you know, we live down the road and there's a cranberry bog and a pond at the back of this house. And you go right down, you know, Main Street, kind of into the center of town. You can see this house in this property wow. over this little grassy knoll and it's beautiful. And I said, man, Jen, if we ever get the opportunity to buy that house, I want to. And it's, we are the third family to own it in 320 years. Oh, and we were knee deep renovating five other houses. Yeah. Um, four of which we had purchased on our own. So we were dead, dead, dead broke. And the neighbor who, who has become a good friend of ours finally called me and said, I, I think we're ready to sell it. Are you interested? And I, yeah. I looked at Jen and I said, this is the one chance we're ever going to have to own this house. We have no money. We have no capacity. Let's do this. <laughs> a little bit crazy but we did it <laughs> oh, I love it I mean that's just so inspiring I feel like there's always like these opportunities that unfold in front of ourselves and so many people they might acknowledge it for like a split second but then they go back to their old pattern or back to the old ways and it's like right. we gotta like shift this a little bit you know and, and do what you you know feel into it go with it and see kind of what unfolds as as you go down that path and so cool yeah <laughs> yeah yeah you just have to be ready to not be ready yeah and, uh, <laughs> and, and do it anyway and then and then and then be willing to adjust and change and do some self-reflection and then also like you said <laughs> earlier right in the midst of it all go you know take a breath and look around at what you're doing and say yeah. wow this this is awesome like if I could do anything else in the world, this I'm exhausted. I haven't slept in like two days, and yeah. I'm like this is amazing. What an amazing opportunity yeah. even to get to do this. Yeah, I, I do have to say that. Like as far as uh, we are very very hard workers, and we do work long days and long hours. But at the end of the day, we do try to schedule ourselves into you know a time slot on a weekend or whatever that we can reflect and take the time to realize what we're doing and what we we can do and, and um, where we were before because we both were in corporate jobs and I don't want to say that we were unhappy. I think that Michael was somewhat happy with doing what he was doing because he's so inquisitive and loved that. I was not happy. I was in a cubicle staring at my computer all day and so to be this busy and working so hard sometimes it's very tiring but at the end of the day it's like yeah no I love what I'm doing <laughs> this is not what I was doing before I was not I was getting four hours a day you know and and so this is a lot it's a different kind of stress yeah. it's hard work but you have to love it so yeah and I do <laughs> absolutely I can totally see and just feel the passion and it's like when you love something so much you don't mind like grinding um until you're exhausted right. versus you know being in that cubicle and coming home and like just not being inspired or have a zest right. for anything and it's just like oh well, yeah. I, I think people <laughs> you know there's there's the old saying right <laughs> if somebody gave you all the money in the world what would you be doing yeah and if your answer is well this <laughs> so you're you're doing the right thing yeah. right <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think about that all the time. I think about that and I think about like when people say retire and I'm like, I don't see retirement. Like it's like, this is fun. So like, I don't see ever retiring. Like I'm always going to be designing. I'm always going to be creating. I'm always going to be holding space, you know, in this zone of creativity. So it's, it's, I think it's right in that same alignment of like doing what you, what you're loving and and just what you're for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, I was going to ask you guys, you know, what tips do you have about um, connecting or getting on a show? But I think a lot of it is just what you spoke about of just being open to these opportunities and also maybe just setting the intention of, yes, I am open to that. And then kind of being aware um, and then following those breadcrumbs, as you mentioned before, and and how that's going to take you to that next step. Yeah. Well, you know, it it is interesting because it's, um, you know, I have a background um, in sketch comedy and improv comedy and it's something i said to jenny a lot and she took an acting class once and she was like oh my god they did they said That's some funny. of that stuff yeah and the uh but there's the the saying is yes and right yeah. so you always want to say yes and it's it's like when somebody comes up to you with an opportunity and says oh would you like to be on my podcast and you're like yeah no i can't do that so what you just did is you took all the energy out of the room, you just completely negated the offer that they made to you and you didn't even find a way to say, well, let me figure this out. Yeah. Yep. Tell me more about it. Like, maybe we can do this, maybe we can. And, and the funny thing for me in that is if you even give somebody, to me, it's a huge gift when somebody makes an offer to you to go, well, tell me more about that. Yeah. You now just took the responsibility off yourself you gave them a willing audience and they are just going to be like, wait, you actually want to listen to what we're going to say? Like, throw yeah. it up. And you're like, feed me, feed me. Yeah. Right? And and it becomes this like symbiosis. And in doing that with people, a lot of times, sometimes people go, oh, hey, you know, I know about this other thing. Are you interested? Right. And then you go, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> and, uh, and that's where, whether it's buying houses, I mean, we got we have gotten more and more calls of people that know what we do and say, hey, I know about three or four houses here. I'm this person, I know the house yep. there, or this yeah. person. And you're, and I'm like, yep, yep, keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. Yeah. And then you can't do it all, but you can at least listen. And you can at least try to decide what fits. And the more of that you do, then you even a lot of times make connections for them with other people you know and it just keeps Absolutely. building this spider that yeah. yeah yeah and, and i always say kind of as a metaphor i'm like the only thing i really care about and and we've done a lot of is you know i want to get a bigger bus and buy more fuel so i can put more people in with us and yeah take, you know you're taking everything like on a road uh, yeah day, right? and, yeah and just having fun yeah no we 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 love our team too, by the way. We, yeah. we have a staff of um, 12, 12 people. Yeah, we couldn't do any um, of this without them. And, uh, and, and we have some amazing people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's a good community of creative people. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's building that community, building that that group of, of your web, your, um, your community, and, you know, bringing in artists and craftsmen and all the people and uplifting everybody, right? When we lift all tides. Right. And, um, absolutely. Yeah. That's huge. I love it. And I also love that you mentioned the um, improv and the yes and. I, when I was in high school, that's how I kind of got into design as I put myself in drama to get out of my shyness. And I fell in yep. love with um, set design, costume. Yep. So that was where I started 
in this it's like theater to me is like the most magical like just yep. transformative thing and i was like well, how can we bring that into people's lives like, every day yeah. <laughs> yeah oh man this is so nursery school dropout i hid behind my mother's leg i was the shyest person you have ever met in your life and now this weekend, I'm singing Shania Twain karaoke <laughs> in front of everybody, having no but, idea. I mean, he played like the, the King and I, and he's been in so many different uh, Broadway or not Broadway, yeah. off Broadway, but 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 theater plays. Yeah. Everyone should take like an improv class, a theater class. I mean, it just cre- it just yep. puts you on this. It, it helps you like kind of transform or shift. And it's almost like when you're up there acting, it's not even you. So then you feel like you can That's almost right. like be even more out there. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, it, it's, you know, the, the golden rule about leave your, you know, SHI at the door, right? Mm-hmm. You gotta leave everything that you knew about yourself and any of your head trash at the door, yep. get present, be in the scene, support all your scene players. Yeah. And that's when you have the opportunity to affect the audience, right? And, and if you're taking care of everybody else, then you take care of yourself right. too. Right, And that's life in general, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, when I with my clients, it's like, I'm on stage. It's like, you're yeah. fully present. You're in their space. Like all the stuff that I had before that doesn't exist. Yeah. That's amazing to bring that yeah. skill into, into what you do. So rad, yeah. I love it. Cool. <laughs> I love it, love it, love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I want to, um, I want to share if there's any other practices or things that you're doing to keep you grounded and present. I know we spoke a little bit um, about that, but is there anything that you're loving right now? Any things that you're um, wanting to share with with our designers as far as I go? No, I mean we definitely try to, you know. Well, even when we take, we definitely try to take time off. But I'm yeah. looking forward to we go to Maine in the summer and just try to chill out in the cabin for a week or so. And nice. I'm definitely looking forward to that myself. Before we just chill, although we end up doing like work because we look at houses and the antique course over there. But um, it is it's a fun, fun moment just to kind of get out of um, your space and go, yeah. you know, somewhere else and, and visit with with different people in different communities too. So that helps, um, I think, uh, give you perspective on what you're doing. And um, it is it is hard when you're so busy. Filming is extremely busy for us. We um, just came off of 300 days of filming. Oh my God. Um, so it is, it is difficult. We are um, one of the shows where they, uh, it's very difficult to, you know, restore an entire house and film that. Um, so they, they, they do give us a longer period of time. And um, it is a lot of film days and very long. Um, you know, we still do our day jobs while we're, right. you know, at, sometimes at night <laughs> after we're filming. Um, and so, you know, we're just kind of coming off that. So it is, it is important to rest and be able to, you know, take a deep breath and go like, what did I just do? You know, and, and yeah. figure out and like, figure out, okay, what's the next steps? And we are very thankful that we've had two seasons of Houses with History on HGTV. We're very thankful to HGTV and Time Warner and giving us that opportunity. We have no idea if it's going to continue, but we're just going to continue to, you know, 
explore, you know, whatever opportunity comes about. So we're, we're psyched about that. So it's just kind of reflecting on, wow, what did I just come through and, and stopping for a minute and, and figuring out, Hey, what's next? Yeah, and I, I think, you know, one thing that I always try to remember is, um, and, and, and Jenny laughs a lot too, is just to keep laughing, right? Is oh, okay. to keep laughing and keep trying to find the light. Um, and I do that a lot personally by just trying to look up whenever mm-hmm. I can. The more I get away from looking at what's right in front of my toes, the, the better I always feel. And I can then remember, um, you know, that this is amazing. And yeah. and that for me creates a sense of faith. You know, neither one of us are real religious people, yeah. but we're kind of, you know, spiritual people. And, um, and I always have faith that even when you're burnt out, the house will talk to you, talk to the house, talk to the objects, talk to the paint colors, look around, ask your friends, ask people, talk to artisans collaborate don't feel like you have to do it Absolutely. all by yourself right right and, and i look at the times of struggle and stress as actually a huge gift because that's telling you you need to ask somebody for help mm-hmm. and you need to do it openly and if you do it a lot of times that thing that person that appears right in front of you Absolutely. and you're going and they're been, been there all along going yeah just give me your hand and you're like oh yes Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's, you know, and I always say, uh, you know, there's a gentleman I listen to a lot, this guy, uh, Alex Ramosi, and he says, he's like, you know, if, if I do not stop, I cannot, or if I do not quit, I cannot lose. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, it's always just this question of, you know, you keep going, you keep going, you keep going. Or like, um, what's the fish's name and, uh, you know, finding Dory. Dory. Oh yeah. Oh, just, just, and just keep going. Yeah, but like we were doing the vintage fair this weekend and the sun, it was a sunny forecast, everything was great. And then it changed to rain Boring. and then it poured. Yeah. And the parking lot is a hay field, you know, an agricultural field turned complete mud. Wow. And I'm, you know, up here at 530 in the morning and going, what am I going to do? And we've got hundreds of people coming. There's going to be cars all over the place, food trucks, everything. And I'm like, gonna get on my tractor i'm gonna get a load of chips wood chips and just start spreading them and i'm like and, and the hours are ticking away and we're getting closer to opening the gates and i'm like one more load one more load and i started i'm like on my tractor with a taylor swift song playing in my ear just like bopping around like this is insane like i can't do this i'm not gonna make it but i gotta keep going yeah <laughs> and we did it <laughs> yeah there was a lot of people that's um, and there was mud. Yeah, it was mud. <laughs> Way more than I wanted. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing! I I do want to go back to you talking about like asking for help and feeling that stress because I find myself too. I'll just I'm just like in my head, like going in circles, like trying to figure out the right solution, and then it's like the GC is right there, and like I can share with yeah. him. He's like, oh, do this, and it's like, oh my god, like, and I was like stressing over this for like hours when I could have just reached out and said like this is right. what I'm <laughs> freaking out on and it's like right. an easy solution for somebody else yeah 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 and, and I feel like yeah you feel like putting it out there and yeah I'm, everyone has a different viewpoint and yeah it's like 
yeah especially designing it's always good to like get everyone's input and see like yeah well how would you solve that problem but yeah in somebody yeah, yeah. yeah and then they're so viral yeah. yeah and then they're so open they're yeah. like bullying someone else that's just hanging out like doing something with the wall over there and they're like oh hey come on over here and then it's like you know this beautiful collaboration and problem solving that like yeah accentuates the you know the opportunities to even morph into something way better than you initially thought so right yeah yeah very cool i love it i love it so much um how can people find the show when does it air can we also watch season one is it available and like how do we find you and follow you and all those things yeah so the um, houses with history um season one and two are out on discovery plus and hbo max okay stream on max um and you can i think i believe purchase uh entire season on amazon prime and other places now as well um but both seasons are out there on um they have pre-trial trials so you can yeah. binge watch a whole season I been <laughs> or, or hbo max yeah yep. we we get we've been getting that a lot lately like people just sit down and watch both seasons they didn't know we existed so yeah. um there are 14 episodes out there okay um, so there's six in the first season and eight in the second season wow. um but we are on HGTV cable um this saturday the 24th 24th, um from 11 to 2 eastern time um so set your dvrs and you can watch that way as well if you already have hgtv on your cable um and those are the last three episodes of season two and then all eight um episodes of season two and also the six of season one are on hgtv cable on demand okay um at that point so Perfect. Um, and they're they're free free to watch on there as well. And then um, and then for social media, we're on uh, Facebook. We're uh, Full Circle Homes is okay. the name of our business. We do design to construction, um, and um, our Instagram pages, which we are more active on, um, are on mine is Jenny at Full Circle Homes. Okay, and then Mike, yours is I'm Iron and Oil Mike. I'm in Instagram and yeah. uh, I'm uh, I'm I love Ironwood. I'm a big old car guy, so hence the name. And uh, but Jenny and I are always connected with everything. Yeah, we're yeah doing. we try to collaborate yeah. on there. And then we do have a Houses with History HGTV on Instagram as well, where we just post just the show stuff on there. Yeah, but you know, if you go onto the sites, you can find out all about um, the show, um, our store, Mayflower Mercantile. Events we hold that are historic properties like Mayflower Market Days, wow. which is the vintage fair. Um, we have Airbnb properties where people can actually come and stay in the houses that we've restored. Um, we'll one, be doing a public open house in one of the last episodes. Episode eight is a house that's near and dear to us. It's very historic, and we'll be doing a big public open house for that property. It's in Sandwich on Cape Cod. Um, so we'll announce that on all our social media cool. sites as well. Yeah. So rad. And we'll have all these links in the show notes. So anyone that's listening can just go straight there, pull them all up and, and follow you on all those platforms. Amazing. Great. great. Yeah, that's awesome. We appreciate that. We appreciate the support and people watching. We, we are so excited about that. Just hearing people get excited about the show. So Yeah, well, I mean, you're both an inspiration and super cool. I love everything that you're doing. And I think the designers and all those that are listening are really going to 
feel motivated to keep following that passion and then to be open to opportunities that arise and and see where it takes them. Yeah, no, it's great. Um, you know, we encourage anybody to send questions and such. Okay. I mean, Jen gets so far into the weeds on the designs that yeah. there's almost nothing that uh, you could ask her that we can answer. Um, Absolutely. And, uh, and it's a lot of fun. It's just made, when somebody gives us something that we don't know how to answer, then we're like, yeah. great, let's see if we can find a new person. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Super cool. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the Holistic Interior Design Business Podcast. If it's one that you have been enjoying, please share with anyone else that you think can benefit from this knowledge and leave us a five-star review that helps us get seen and found by other new and aspiring interior designers. And if you're looking for mentorship, I invite you to join our club here at the Design Coven. It's a bridge between school and real life interior design. We get in much deeper there. We have virtual and in-person events. So everyone is welcome. You don't need to have a design degree to be part of it. Just an interest in holistic interior design. I also want to thank our editor, Marcy Ferry and Kinseth Thibodeau, who is our music composer. Until next time, be well, and we will see each other soon.